Luke chapter 2, verse 22. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus, this is Mary and Joseph it's talking about, up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was, about, what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. So this story of Simeon, I think, is very interesting. And what it illustrates for me is a kingdom principle, which is this. You were designed for answers to prayer. You were created to get answers to prayer. I don't know if you realize that. We're not meant to just pray and get frustrated all the time. You are meant to get, we are meant to get answers to prayer. And of course, if you think about what prayer is, prayer is very, at its very essence is simply two-way communication. It's, it's you talking with God and God talking with us. It is, it is two-way, by the way. I don't know if you realize that. We are meant to shut up some of the time and listen. Um, which we don't always do very well, but it's this two-way dynamic. It's a dialogue between us and God. And um, our father's nature is, is that he is a good father. He, he wants to meet your needs and your, your dreams, your, your desires, the things you long for, because he's a good God. He, he, he loves it when he can give you those things. He loves to bless you and to prosper you and to do, to do good in your life and to answer your prayers. He, he's for you. He smiles when he thinks about you. That's the nature of God. And alongside that, though, we have to hold attention to the fact that our God is playing the long game. You see, he's got this big strategic plan which he's working out, he's unfolding, and it rolls forward into eternity. He's preparing you and me for a life that's going to be lived in the fullness of his presence. Um, we, we were talking about this at our meal table the other day uh, as a family, and one of the boys said, well, you know, will heaven be boring or will, it, will we have enough to do there? I mean, there's great conversation about how actually heaven is going to be this place of incredible interest. There's going to be so much stuff to do there, things we're going to learn. Can you imagine all the things that God has held back that we don't get to see in this life? We're going to experience in heaven, both his presence, we're going to explore not just this planet, but the whole of the universe. We get to explore all of the heavenly realms. There'll be, I think there's going to be creatures we've never even seen or dreamt of here on earth. We're going to see in heaven and and all this incredible stuff's going to happen. So heaven's going to be the opposite of being bored. And God is preparing us in this life both for that eternity and also he's using you and me to bring the, the, the truth and some of the presence of that eternity. We get to drag it into this world today. In other words, 
You get to pack it with your lunch and take it into school and into work tomorrow. Take it into your neighborhood this afternoon. You get to take eternity into your life today. And that's what God's doing in our lives. And so God's focus is that he's thinking about that bigger picture. And that means he doesn't always answer our prayers as we would wish or in the timing that we would hope for. Listen to this. Sometimes your greatest need is the answer to your prayer. But sometimes your greatest need is the process that leads to the answer to your prayer. Okay, I'm going to try that on this side because you lot just looking blank at me. I'll try it over here. Okay, sometimes your greatest need is the answer to your prayer. And sometimes your greatest need is the process that leads to the answer to your prayer. Cool, blimey, you're not all asleep this morning. Okay, that's what God is doing in our lives. Think about Simeon. Here's, here's this guy, and he's been promised at some point that uh, he's going to see the Messiah. He's going to see God's promised one. Uh, the consolation of Israel is the phrase that's used there, and that's a word that's used of the coming Messiah. Uh, and it's actually what's also used of the Holy Spirit as well in, in John's Gospel. Um, and, but what he isn't told is um, what the process is going to look like. How long will he have to wait? When will this occur? How will he know when it's happening? And probably the text seems to imply that Simeon's been waiting a long, long time for this promise to be fulfilled. But what's intriguing about him is he's not got frustrated, he's not got bitter, he's not got angry. Instead, he's kept his spirit really sweet as he's waited for this answer to prayer, this, this longing that's on his heart, this promise he felt he's got from God, and he's, he's kept his spirit sweet in that process. Several words that are used of him here in the text. It says that he is a devout man. And when I hear the word devout, I think of someone who's got a deep walk with God, who's consistent and persistent in pursuing God. He's a deep walk with God. He's devout. He's righteous. In other words, he's counted worthy by God. Uh, he, he doesn't play... Monday morning quarterback to critique what God should have done in the previous week. No, no, no. He, he keeps in a right relationship and attitude with God. He, he says he's full of the Holy Spirit, which um, we slightly miss the significance of that. Don't forget, this is at a time before the Holy Spirit has poured out on all believers. This is pre-Pentecost. So for someone to be described as full of the Holy Spirit is extraordinary. And then the fourth thing I want to point out is this. He's described as someone who is waiting And what's notable about about Simeon is he embraces the fact that he is waiting. He doesn't feel annoyed by the label. In fact, he welcomes that label that he is someone who is waiting. And what I see in Simeon is uh, an understanding that when God answers prayers, when God uh, responds to our, our, our conversation with him, sometimes the way God answers is with a promise rather than with a solution. Sometimes God answers with a promise rather than a solution. What that looks like is this. God gives us the answer, but it comes in a seed form. And what he does with that seed is he entrusts it to us. He he plants it in us. We saw that earlier in John's teaching there when we we were looking at those images there. And this seed, this promise, this hope, this thing we're longing for, he plants in our hearts and he entrusts it to us. 
And if you think about how a seed grows, it has to be sustained and nurtured and cared for, but it will over time grow and flourish. And that's what God does with his promises in our lives. Uh, Think of it like this. It's like sometimes what God gives us is an acorn rather than an oak tree. And if you think about um, that, why would God do that? Uh, Seeds will grow if they're given the right conditions. And God's goal for you God's goal for you in your life is that you become Christ-like, that you look more and more like Jesus. But that, as, you, as we all know, that's a process, that's a journey. All of us are on that journey as we go through life. It takes time. And, and some of the things we pray for are amazing things. They're tremendous things. Lord, would you use me to transform my workplace? Lord, would you help me to be an educator who... who, who massively impacts my school. Lord, would you help me to be someone at my high school who represents you beautifully well? I'm both kind of cool and, and, and with it, but also I'm someone who, who, who loves those on the fringes and the margin. Lord, would you help me to have tons of resources in my life so I can be someone who's generous and blesses others? Lord, would you help me to have creative and innovative ideas in my area of passion and interest so that I can, I can honour you through that giftedness? And so on. But those things take time to formulate in our lives. And what God does at the same time as planting the seed back, because it's a great prayer, is he knows that we need to be mature to sustain the answer to that prayer. You see, if we we don't have the right level of Christ-likeness, we're going to blow it. He's going to give us the answer and we'll be overwhelmed. His blessing will destroy us. And so... One of the ways God deals with that is he gives us the answer in seed form. And as that seed grows, we get to grow alongside it as well. We get to flourish and mature and develop. And I think probably that's part of the process that Simeon's gone through here. I'm kind of reading into the text, but I think his prayer seems to suggest that. And certainly, that's what God does in in our lives. And if you think of it like this... Think how difficult it would be to transplant a fully grown oak tree. Say you wanted an oak tree in your backyard. To to transplant a fully grown would be an incredibly difficult job and probably the tree would die. But if you want to plant a forest, rather than transplanting lots of fully grown oak trees, what you do is you get a sack full of acorns and seedlings and saplings and you plant them all over the place. And that's how you bring transformation to a region. In the same way, that's what God's doing with you and me. He's putting, there's things we long for, things that you dream of. There's, there's things that, that you've never told anyone, but you dream of. You long to, to be like that sort of person. You long to have that sort of impact. You say, God, I'd love to be like that. I'd love you to give me that opportunity or that, those resources. And, and those are good things to pray and to long for. But what I want us all to understand is that sometimes God will give us it directly, but sometimes he'll give it to you in seed form. And then he'll work on your character and your heart so that you mature, so that by the time you, that you reach maturity and that seed has grown into something that's started to get substance to it, you're able to bear it and carry it and stand for Jesus with that thing in your life. And so let me just give you a couple of things, just very briefly as I wrap up here, that you can do as you think about this in your own life. Um, three quick things, and then I'm going to ask you a question which you're going to write a response to on the cards that you got in your bulletins this morning. So three things to remember as you think about uh, seeds 
that, that God's answered to prayer in your life, as, as the things that you long for. Uh, the first thing, this very quickly, is prayer is a dialogue. I mentioned that earlier. And so I think pl- prayer is actually a place of great creativity. Um, one of the things I do when I write, when I pray, is I'll often have a pen and paper to hand, and I write stuff down. And uh, for a long time, you used to think, oh, that was distractions, get behind me, Satan, you know. But actually, often it's God prompting me with things and giving me coaching and advice for this is how you handle that conversation you're going to have today. And here's someone I want you to send a text to, and here, here's a situation I want you just to be praying about or be aware of, and so on. So, so recognize that prayer is a dialogue, and God will coach you in the little things of life as well as the big things as you pray. Secondly, um, have faith that God the Father is answering your prayer. Have faith that God is answering your prayer and that he not only will answer, but he will give you the best answer in his perfect timing. So he will answer, it will be the best answer, it will be in his perfect timing. And and that's exercising faith to believe for that and trust for that, as Simeon demonstrates here. And then thirdly, water the seeds that are already planted in you. Those dreams that you've had in your life. And some of them are going to be seeds still. Some will be little few leaves poking out the ground. Some might be saplings. Some might even have a bit of fruit on them. Wonderful. But keep watering. Keep feeding those Jesus dreams. Those things that speak to your identity or your destiny or your purpose. Both little things and big things. How do you water them? It's going to be different for every person. For me, it's things like worship, both corporately here and and singing my heart out in the shower, which is a wonderful sound that Jesus loves. Um, It it is prayer. It's it's reading the Bible. But also it's being in Christian community with others. It's it's also living on mission. I find one of the ways God waters these seeds is as I share my faith, as I live as a missionary amongst my neighbors and, and friends. So, so it's things like that in our lives that, that, that feed these seeds in us. And, and just to wrap it up, I suppose in a phrase is this. If you are waiting for something that you feel God has promised you, that you've not yet seen the full outflowing of that in your life, then I want to say to you, be encouraged, not discouraged. Be encouraged, not discouraged. Because just because you haven't seen the full solution yet doesn't mean God's not at work. You know, and if it's a good, good prayer that he, he, he's partnering with you in, he's probably at work in your life. So be encouraged, redouble your efforts, and keep embracing what he's, he's doing in you. And here's a question I want to finish with. So if you get your cards out, the little kind of name tag cards, grab a pen... If you haven't got a pen, cut your finger and write it in blood, whatever you like. (laughs) Lou's giving me a look. Mainly that's going to stain the carpet look, I think, wasn't it? So if you do the blood thing, don't dribble it on the carpet. All right. If you need need a tag, raise your hand. We've got some of our folks to pass them around. So here's the question. It's going to be on the screen for us as well. Where has God planted an acorn which you must steward into an oak tree. So we're going to write these down. We're going to, when we come up in a few minutes for communion, we're going to place them in the baskets. 
So you don't have to write, don't write your name in it or anything, but it's just it's like an offering back to God. Where's, where's that dream? What is that promise you feel you've got? Where's that thing perhaps you've never even said out loud? That, that hope, that desire, that, that thing that's, that's there, and you're thinking, oh God, I'd love to, I would love to be more like this. I would love to be able to do this for you. I, I long to see this happen. You've not seen the fullness of it yet. But we're trusting that God's going to do that. So let's jot that thing down. No one else is going to see it. We're not going to investigate. Just, just write that thing down now. So, look, God, we um, offer back to you these dreams, these ideas, these hopes, these longings, these seeds that uh, have been planted in us that we haven't yet seen the fullness, the, the outcome. And we say that we trust you. We thank you that you're a good, loving father, that you care for us. You, you long to give us the dreams of our hearts. And thank you that you are working in our lives so that we, we mature and we flourish. We become more fully alive in you and who you've created us to be so that we can bear um, and we can sustain the, these, these oak trees that we long to see happen uh, in us and through us. And we can honour you with them. So but even though it's painful at times, we are actually really grateful that you are working in us and maturing us. And Lord, I pray for every one of us here, from the youngest to the oldest, as we think about our weeks ahead, as we think about the places where you're going to take us, whether it's school, high school, middle school, elementary school, whether it's a college, the workplace, our neighbourhood, our families, our friends, the gym, going to the store, driving our cars, doing our hobbies, wherever it is you take us, Lord. We thank you that we get to serve you in those places and the dreams and longings we have for those situations. As we, as we listen to you, you're going to guide us and coach us so we can represent you well there. So, Father, we approach your throne of grace with confidence, knowing that you love to hear these prayers and to answer them. And we thank you that it's through the death of your son, Jesus, that this is possible, through his death on the cross in our place. Our sins, our our blockages from coming to you are, are removed. And we receive in place the fullness of life, the, we receive glimpses of eternity. We receive your forgiveness and your hope and your direction. We get to join with you and bring eternity into this present day. Father, we pray that as we receive the elements of communion in a few moments' time, the bread and the wine, that we would be re- reminded of what Jesus has done for us, both in taking away the stuff we don't want, but also in giving to us these seeds in our lives, the hope that you've given to us, the opportunities you've set before us. And I pray you'd fill our hearts with faith and with gratitude for that. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.